Well, hey, 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 this is the Godliness with Contentment podcast. We are here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. To stay out of any legal trouble, I must say that the contents of this podcast are informational in nature. If you need professional advice, please consult your lawyer, financial advisor, or accountant. This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 5. Yeah, all the way up to five. This is kind of crazy, but um, yeah, God's making it work. And today we get to talk about our wealth building muscles. Uh, Interestingly enough, um, early September, I was in Orlando, Florida, nothing to do with Mickey and Minnie. And I met a guy by the name of Doug. And Doug has a website called themoneymuscle.com. Now, I did not get a name for this episode from Doug or his website, but while I was putting it together, I remembered him, and I figured I'd just do a quick shout out to him. So, hey, Doug, hope things are going well with you. My scripture of the day is found in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, and there it tells, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Now, the setting is, before the Hebrews go into the promised land, God warns them through Moses to remember something. God would give them the land, and he gave them the ability to produce wealth. Right? And that's that's our key thing today. But if they allowed their minds to wander, to think by some chance that they had success, you know, lands, flocks, herds, silver, gold, because of their own power and their own strength, then they would become proud and forget God. And a whole heap of trouble would come after that. And if you read through the Old Testament, a whole heap of trouble came as a result of them forgetting God. But God gave them the ability to produce wealth and... And this is for me and you. And he does that for us too. Right? This means that God gave you your talents, your smarts, your skills that will help you to make money no matter how young or old you are. So, and what do I mean by this? Well, he didn't just give it to you yesterday, right? Or day before yesterday. But he gave it to you from inception, right? From your In the womb, you came out. You have the God-given ability. And here, he told these guys to produce wealth. Now, he didn't just give you these abilities to only produce wealth. No, I'm not saying that. But that's one of the things you can do with the ability that he has given you. Now, when we look about the world today, there's quite a bit happening, right? I mean, what kind of challenges are you facing on your side of the world, right? I mean, depending on where you are, there's shortages, there's inflation, there's wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of stuff. And one of those, you know, one of the buzzwords, you know, I just mentioned it, is inflation. And that's kind of affecting us, I believe, all over the world, wherever we are. Although, of course, if you're going through war, you know, inflation is like secondary to that, very, very far secondary. So you're not even concerned about this. But in most of the rest of the world, 
we are, you know, there's COVID and there's inflation, right? So today I took my daughter, Jade, to the hairdresser and uh, picked her up, you know, uh, like maybe an hour and a half later. And I asked the hairdresser how much, you know, how, how much was the, uh, the price of doing the hair. I was told that the price had increased by $10 since the last time, right? So I paid, no, no issues, right? The hair was, was done already. And, you know, we walked out and I started to ask Jade, what happened? Why did the price go up so much in so short a time? And um, she's only 13, right? I mean, her birthday actually incidentally was a few days ago. But, you know, why am I asking her? Okay. I should have asked the hairdresser. But guess what? Jade said, she said, inflation. So now, how does a 13-year-old know about inflation? Well, we talked about it before. Um, but then also, it's all over, right? We go to the food store. Everything seems to have gone up, right? Of course, the gas stations, et cetera, et cetera. And, but something interesting happened maybe about last week or week before. I read an article, and it said that... Arizona iced tea, right? So there's this iced tea in, in America. is actually, you know, I get it here in the Bahamas as well. I love it, actually. My favorite is mango, right? But Arizona iced tea, actually on the can, you'll see it says 99 cents. They are keeping the price at 99 cents. So how are they still selling at 99 cents, right? When... Everybody else who deals with retail and food and clothing and gas, etc., goes up on their prices. So the owners at Arizona, they know something. They're doing something. They're, they're creative, right? They want to make sure that we still pay 99 cents. Now, where I am, it costs about $2. But if you're in America, 99 cents is on the can. And that's what you pay for it. But these guys have found a way that even when things get rough, they get creative, they make some adjustments, they fight back, right? And they keep the price the same. So that's that's commendable. But what, what about all these other guys, all these other businesses? What are they doing? They're getting creative, all right, but they're just raising the prices, right? That, that's, not helping, that's not helping us. But... What businesses need to do and what we need to do is that during tough times, we need to figure out how we're going to fight back. We need to figure out how can we get creative to make it through when things get rough. Now, truth is, some of the biggest businesses actually start during tough times, right? I mentioned being in Orlando the other day and I wasn't there to see Minnie or Mickey, but in 1929, Walt and Roy Disney incorporated Walt Disney Productions right as the nearly four-year Great Depression was getting started. They believed America needed a smile more than ever. And indeed, she did, and the world. Some startups even started during the last recession. WhatsApp, right? was founded in 2009. 
It was later purchased by Facebook in 2014 for, get this, 19 billion, with a B, dollars. Instagram started in 2010. They were bought in 2012 for 1 billion, with a B, dollars. Just after two years, by guess who? Facebook. Uber, in 2009, was when they kicked off. And then a few years ago, right, they were valued at 49 billion, with a B, dollars. So these businesses started during a recession, but they were able to grow and grow in an amazing way. So there are times in life when things are rough and we have to do what I'm calling and what many have called, we have to be able to pivot, right? We have to be able to maneuver. And that isn't only in a recession and that's not only in a pandemic, no, right? As people, we need to be able to do that quite often sometimes in our lives. When I think of pivoting, you know, I think in a physical sense, uh, watching football, you know, I love the Miami Dolphins and I think of the running back, you know, he sticks his foot in the ground and he turns to avoid um, being tackled by that linebacker. But what comes to your mind when you hear the word pivot, right? What do you need to change in order to head, to head, sorry, in the right direction? In order to pivot well, we need to start thinking like scientists. Thomas Edison is quoted as saying, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. And elsewhere, he says, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Edison understood the following. Fail regularly, fail quickly, fail cheaply, move on. Truth is, we hate failure. I hate failure. We don't want to fail. We want to succeed. So what do we need to get from what Edison is saying? Well, I think, briefly, get over it. We need to move forward, put into practice what we learned, right, why we failed, and be better. Now today, I'm suggesting that we use the wealth building skills that we already have in us in order to pivot. God has already given us the ability to create wealth, right? And sometimes we're trying to figure out, well, what am, what am I going to do? And, you know, how is this going to work? When we need to tap in and figure out, well, what, what ability has God given me? And then that's the one that we need to use. Remember what it said in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, God has given you the ability to produce wealth. So you have the ability, so use the ability. Now, it does not say God has given you wealth. Okay? You don't wake up and it's there on the floor right next to your bed, right? No. He's given you the ability to produce wealth. But it's now up to us to do something with that ability. Now, 
Are you underemployed? Are you employed at all? Are you stuck at that job? And the only reason you go there is because of Friday. Because you have bills to pay. What I'm suggesting is start taking an inventory of your God-given skills and talents. Right? Find out how to sharpen them. How to go from a 6 or a 7 to to an 8 or a 9. Right? But also find out which ones you can turn into something. Right? Turn into a business. Or perhaps... You're using the skill already on your job, but then you become better at it. And so therefore you can get a promotion, right? Figure out how can you reap the benefits from what God has already given you. Now, of course, before I go further, I will say, give him thanks, right? Because he's given you the ability, give him thanks for what he has done. And you use what he has done, what he has given you. Now, What is it going to take for you to get promoted, for you to move into your career of choice, or for you to own a profitable business? Start thinking, how can I get closer to my job of choice? How can I start my business, perhaps just on the side for now? All the while, what's happening is you're moving closer to your desired outcome. So, I'm going to wrap up on this one. That's all I have for you today. And I hope it it sparks that conversation in your own mind, figuring out what God has given you and how you can use it. But it's there inside you. Just tap into it. I hope you join me for my next episode along with your friends and family. Please let others know how to find the podcast and get the help they need as well. This is Kino Hanna signing off. Check you later.